Palace Audio. See the scenes of Reyes. <laughs> no, we, don't have, we don't have any way to start this without Mosier in here. So. Well, well, Kelvin or Amy usually start that off. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could give my best crack at it. Do it. Let's go. <laughs> Citizens arrest. See, that wasn't bad at all. all right, that I'm... was very good. I thought that was good. So we have a special guest here. It's me, Brandon. Amy's out. She's sick. And we got Brandon Medina and a special guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Marcos Rafael Glass, Jr., uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and he rolled his R's. That's awesome. That is the coolest part ever. <laughs> Describe your job real quick. Right, right. So right now I'm the canine supervisor. Mm. Uh, so I'm the sergeant uh, that helps out with training and scheduling for the canine guys. Sweet. So you're like the dog of dogs. Like if, you know, what's up, dog? What's up? You're like, what's top up, dog? dog? I'm top like, dog. Yeah. <laughs> capital D-O-D. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's cool. What is your jobs? And You're in charge of the canine. Do you have a canine yourself? Or you're more so over everybody who has canines. Um, I no longer have a canine. Okay. Uh, he passed away about oh. a year, year and a half ago now. Sorry to hear that. Um, but now I'm just kind of just the supervisor and helps out with training and scheduling and, mm-hmm. and kind of pick out what our missions are going to be. Now I know from going through the Citizens Police Academy training that the dogs are pretty particular to their trainer or their their assigned officer, I suppose. For some reason, is there a way that you can step in and work with some of the canines? Do they allow you maybe more so than the other trainers to be with it? Because they're pretty well stuck to their their guy, right? Uh, for the most part, yes. Yeah. Uh, and that happens because of all the time they spend yeah. together and all the training that they do. Uh-huh. Uh, but when I go off and select dogs, I select them without the handlers, and I try to bring the dogs back thinking about the handlers that are going to be running oh, the dogs. Uh-huh. Nice. Oh, so you're the guy, because they even talked about it in the police academies. They talked about, yeah, we have somebody who travels around, and you actually are like a, a horse buyer for you know for people around here that do rodeo and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, you're that guy, but for the canine unit of yeah. the police academy. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. So you're traveling to some pretty cool places, though. So uh, I traveled to Los Angeles to, uh-huh. to pick up one of our dogs, uh, and then we traveled to Alabama to pick up the other one. Oh, I was thinking it was way cooler. Than that. Oh, my. I was thinking they're coming like from foreign countries or something like that. But so the vendors we use go overseas to buy the dogs, uh, and then they bring them back in bulk and okay. uh, allow for police departments to pick from them. That, I suppose it gets difficult though, because I mean, it, ultimately, it's probably a little bit of a crapshoot. They're probably all really good dogs, but you're like, well, we're, we're looking for this distinction. It's like, well, you got a dozen dogs to choose from. So <laughs> go ahead. Good luck. Yeah. You know, and you're like, uh, and, and then you're, and then you're competing young, with man. other police agencies. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. So it comes almost like a bidding war, huh? Almost. And then you walk in and you're like, excuse me, do you know who I am? And then you say your name and they're like, and they back off. Because <laughs> yeah. you rolled your R's. Like, I ain't messing with that. Now, had Sergeant Glass, how long have you been working with canines? Because you were a former canine handler yourself, I was a handler for seven years, and then I've been doing the supervising now for almost three. Okay. So uh, dogs are definitely his expertise. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. That always has been kind of an outlandish dream of mine is to work with dogs, whether it be military uh, cops or like a search and rescue mm. i've always been kind of a dog guy i like to think i have well-behaved dogs uh <laughs> not trained like in any way shape or form like what you guys do but but it would be awesome to be able to have a dog that was trained that way or, mm. or 
even for my own benefit, just to like, you know, search and rescue stuff or just to go out and use it. And my German Shepherd that I have, I've, I've done a pretty well job where I can like walk around my neighborhood and she command, she's very intuitive to commands as far as saying heal, she'll come right to me. She's went after, not like an attack way, but she loves to play with other dogs. So she's gone after another dog and I'll say, no, heal. And she'll stop dead in her tracks and come back. Nice. So I like working with dogs and getting that kind of uh, control or whatever and having that. I've always had pretty well-trained dogs. You know, so, you know and that old. starts and that starts with dog psychology, yeah. understanding how to read dogs and starting to learn what drives the dogs to do certain yeah. things helps you with training because that kind of gives you an idea of what they're going to be thinking about before it happens. Yeah. And you can start taking those things into action first. Yeah. And that's the craziest part. That's the part I don't quite understand. <laughs> I can make a good family dog, you know, but that's about it. But it is, dogs are crazy. But So we have some questions from the listeners. Um, let's see here. One of the questions was, if you have been in jail before, can you still become a police officer? Yeah, well, it, so we when we when we go through a hiring process, we we um, put candidates through the initial application process, mm-hmm. and then we invite them to come test with us. That includes a written test, a physical test, and then a board or a panel interview. Um, if if they are selected beyond that, then we uh, give them a conditional offer and then forward their application on to a background check. You know, it's not your typical background check that you would expect from, you know, just a normal employer. I mean, we go, we go deep into somebody's background and we talk to family members, childhood friends sometimes. Uh, yeah. we, we really we want to make sure that we know exactly who we're getting because, you know, if we don't, then it's a liability for everybody. Yeah. And so, um, you know, if, if we see criminal history in their background, we can assess, you know, was it, uh, what were the particular circumstances surrounding the incident? Did, does it appear that the person, you know, learned from the incident or it was something that, that you know, stuck with them? Mm-hmm. You know, all these factors go in. I mean, if, Somebody was arrested for a felony, probably not a good chance that that will allow them to pass the background. But, you know, we we recognize that everybody's a human, right? Mm-hmm. But we also recognize that as police officers or as police employees, we need to hold ourselves to a higher standard and we need to be able to recognize mistakes and learn from them and grow from them. So okay. I, I can't give you a black and white answer on right. that, but I can tell you that it's it, it's something that we can work through. I mean, I can see it. I remember when I was interviewed and became a part of the sheriff's department when, when I worked at Detox, the I had a friend text me. Mm-hmm. You're going to be a cop or something? <laughs> and I was like, what? And I mean, he was he was a good friend, not a friend I talked to on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Well, I had somebody from the sheriff's department call and ask me a bunch of questions about you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. You know, because yeah. <laughs> you know, out of all the friends that we caused trouble with, he was the one. Yeah. I'm like, how'd they know? <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. This is before cell phones. No, you don't know. <laughs> yeah. Thank goodness. But... uh but I can see what you're saying. I mean, it all obviously depends on the crime. Mm-hmm. It depends on the person, too, because everybody's got their history, their past. Mm-hmm. Have they bounced back? Do they, do they look like, hey, look, I, I was in some bad places. I made some bad decisions. I would like to make up for it and maybe become an officer. Yeah. And I want to work better to that. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe then you can kind of work with them as far as like, you know, okay, well, let's not just give them free reign. Cool. Well, good job, man. Here's a cop car. Go out and run amok. Right. Know? Let's let's put you through some training. Let's do some, you know, mental evals and let's do some stuff and 
see where we stand. I yeah. Well, you know, the, the, the one thing that we, we really pride ourselves on is that, uh, you know, when we go through a hiring process, we recognize the importance of picking the right people. Yeah. We, we recognize that it's better to pick the right people than just to fill open spots. Like mm-hmm. we, we will never stray away from, you know, leaving a spot open if we just don't have the right people to fill it. Because mm-hmm. we recognize that in the long term, if we, if we take a chance on somebody that's showing obvious red flags, that could, you know, get somebody hurt or killed down the line. Yeah. So we want to make sure that we avert any, any issues like that. Well, and they're putting on a badge. And you become a family and a brotherhood, mm-hmm. and they're a, a, you know what they do kind of affects the team, so you don't really want it to, you know whatever they might do affect everybody. Yeah, exactly. You know, more importantly, they show history of what they've done, and they kind of experience things, mm-hmm. makes them better police officers. Yeah. So uh, yeah. just being around and being involved in that kind of stuff sometimes so. might get you in trouble. They, they have a better eye better understanding yeah. of a situation yep. <clears throat> well and and you know you bring up a good point because we are hiring right now and one of the misconceptions that people have is that <clears throat> to go into law enforcement you have to have like a degree in criminal justice or crime science or forensic experience and all this we hire people with engineering degrees mm-hmm. we hire people with you know degrees in agriculture because we recognize that you know, it is important to have a variety of different skill sets, a variety of different backgrounds and expertise, and that makes us better as an agency overall. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have some guys that when when the the call for a rattlesnake comes out, they'll be the ones that step up and be like, "I know how to deal with this." It's just a snake. Yeah. Everyone else is like, "It's the rattlesnake." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, I agree. Well, the other question is from Michael, Amy's son. What's your guys' favorite ice cream? I'm going to let Marcos start off on this one. You know, I have to say it's mint chocolate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mint chocolate is mm-hmm. good. It's That's awesome. a good one. Uh, I've always been a fan of Rocky Road. Oh, Rocky Road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. But uh, Ice cream, like, is there a bad one? No, there's not. <laughs> I, I, and I maintain to this day, if you need to get rid of some food, no matter what it is, mm-hmm. like, just bring it down to patrol. It'll be gone by the end of the shift. <laughs> yeah. That's how it works. And, you know, it doesn't matter if it's Rocky Road or mint chip or, uh, you know, whatever flavor of ice cream. We're not discerning. Yep. We just have our favorites, but we're not going to turn away ice cream. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, locally recently, there was a couple of incidents. I know that there was an unfortunate fatal car human um, hit was in the last week or week and a half. And then, and then the real unfortunate, too, was that shooting down at Teddy's yeah. this mm-hmm. last weekend. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you can share on either one of those? Yeah, well, I guess let's go in chronological order. So back on February 10th, late in the evening, we had an incident up on North Haines that involved a car versus pedestrian crash. The car was southbound on Haines, and then a pedestrian just darted out in front of the car. Car didn't have time to stop and unfortunately hit the pedestrian. The pedestrian would uh, eventually lose their life as a result of the collision, but we were not able to find any evidence of uh, speed or alcohol on the part of the driver. Um, and we're still waiting some forensic results on the, the rest of the investigation, but uh, very, very unfortunate circumstance yeah. there. For, for both parties, I mean, it's unfortunate, whatever the reasoning was for him to get in front of the car or mm-hmm. her or whatever to, mm-hmm. to be in front of the car. And then unfortunate for the car driver too. That's one of my biggest fears with, I've got two teenage kids mm-hmm. and my daughter's driving and my son's about to start driving. And 
it's like, okay, they might get in a fender bender here or there. I don't want them to, but that's almost okay compared to, like, what I try to tell them is, like, if you hit somebody, you've really got to be paying attention. Because mm-hmm. we do have pedestrians, quite a bit, that walk through, and sometimes they don't follow the crosswalk. Mm-hmm. So you really got to be paying attention. Or if a kid darts out, mm-hmm. it might not be your fault, but then you still got to live with that. Exactly. It yeah. has nothing to do with you. has not your fault, but you've got to live with that. And that's hard. Mm-hmm. So really be watching. Yeah, exactly. And so in, in circumstances like that, we bring, it's called our CART team, uh, our Critical Accident Reconstruction Team. Mm. So this is a group of officers that are specifically trained in accident uh, reconstruction. They've got fancy equipment like a uh, laser range finder that can create oh, like wow. a, a visual map of the whole area. Um, they a 3D can, map. A 3D map, yeah. Wow. Uh, they can also utilize our uh, drone team mm-hmm. to go up and take aerial pictures of the, the area. And then when we have a, a major crash like that, we want to document it to the best that we can and get the best understanding that mm-hmm. we can to make sure that the investigation is, is serving all parties in, involved. Wow, that's crazy. Now, on to the, to the shooting down at Teddy's mm-hmm. or in downtown Rapid City. Mm-hmm. What, wh- what happened there? So that one was shortly before 1 o'clock on a Sunday morning. We were called to uh, that particular business for a report of shots fired. We actually had an officer that was making their way down on the sidewalk about to go do a bar check in that restaurant. Oh, wow. And so all of a sudden the officer sees a bunch of people piling out of this building. And so he he's now got to fight his way in. To figure out what. Yeah, uh, you know, against the rushing crowd trying to get out to get in there and figure out what's going on. And so uh, ultimately finds a, a person who's been injured by gunfire, starts rendering emergency first aid, gets a, a medical unit on their way. Medical unit uh, arrives, transports the individual to the hospital where we learn that uh, they have unfortunately succumbed to their injuries. Right now, I, know, I can tell you for the last uh, two and a half, three days since this happened, mm-hmm. um, our criminal investigations division has been doing a full court press to try to understand the circumstances surrounding the shooting. As you can imagine, it was a very chaotic scene uh, as officers were arriving. People's first priority weren't to stick around and try to offer a report to the police. They were just trying to get out and preserve their own lives, which which is understandable. Yeah. Right now, we are we are still working to talk to all the witnesses that may have been in in proximity to where the shooting would happen that would be able to provide the information that we're looking for. And so that's why, you know, we're continuing to put out that call. You know, if you were in that area around the time of the shooting and have information that you can provide to the investigation, get in touch with us. Call our investigations division 605-394-4134. And that'll get you to uh, investigations. And um, we're just, we're working to not only talk to witnesses, but also scour the area uh, for video evidence that might have been captured, um, but really doing everything we can to uh, identify the person or persons responsible for this and then be able to track them down and, and uh, hold them accountable for this. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, it, so if somebody was to call on, they can be completely anonymous, too. Mm-hmm. You're not looking to... Right. I mean, so if they know something, they mm-hmm. can report it, and it they don't have to say, I'm... You know, I'm Brandon 
Medina, no, hmm. Brandon Jones. Oh my <laughs> gosh, there's too many. But anyway, but they don't have to say anything. They could just. This is what I saw. I hope this helps. Right. Just getting information about about the incident and our suspect is far more important than having your identity associated with it. Mm -hmm. We can work through that. No problem. We're used to doing that. Um, And you don't even have to call and talk to somebody if you want to provide information. You can always leverage our TIP411 anonymous text line. Mm -hmm. So all you have to do to use that is text the letters RCPD Mm -hmm. and then whatever information you want to provide to 847411. And if you look on your keypad, that spells out TIP411. And that'll get the information to us. By the time it gets to us, all information has been scrubbed from that other than the information that you want to provide. So we don't get a phone number, we don't get a location, we don't get any sort of metadata associated with that other than just the text that you sent us and the information that you want to provide. Yes. And it lets us, uh, if we need to do follow-up, we can we can text you back and try to like follow up on some of the information that you're providing. But at the end of the day, we don't know who you are and you only provide the information that you want to provide. That's nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's nice for the person, you know, they can not be tied to anything. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple more questions here today is, um, uh, let's see, ha- have either one of you ever been arrested that you're willing to talk about? <laughs> uh, I will say that uh, when I was younger, I had a, a run-in with the cops once. But, oh, uh, you know, that's one of the things that I brought up in my background that uh, we were we were able to... Uh, work work through and you know obviously it was a uh, uh, life-changing experience for me everything got real real quick and I, <laughs> I realized yeah. that I never want to be in that situation again nothing, nothing for me have you ever been in a situation where you had to arrest or pull over uh, a family member where it's like uh, you pull someone <laughs> over and you're like really sister cousin whatever you know well um I, I'm in a position where I, I don't make traffic stops. I'm not, I'm not awesome. an officer. I'm not. I don't get a gun probably for everybody's safety, and uh, <laughs> they don't give me a badge either. So, dang it! <laughs> but you know, it is it 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 is a situation that that does come up from time to time where you know you are you encounter information mm-hmm. whether it's on a traffic stop or whatever that might pertain to somebody that you are familiar with and. You can't give them any sort of special treatment, and no. you got to treat them just like regular member of the public, and the same as you would treat somebody you didn't know. Right, right. right. What, what about so? With you? So for me, um, I'm involved in a lot of different things in in the community, and yeah, sometimes I come across people that I have to arrest, mm-hmm. um, but I treat them the same, like he's saying. You treat everyone professionally the mm-hmm. same way you would want somebody to treat your parents, and yeah. uh, and things go good. Um, I've had it where those people come back and said, thank you for, you know, dealing with it the way you did. And that was nice. So yeah. just being professional is good. I always mm-hmm. figured if I was a cop, there's a couple people that probably get away. Family, <laughs> hot chicks. You know, <laughs> like if you're a family member and you're a hot chick, it's cool. I'm going to pull you over and we're going to talk about it. <laughs> and we'll talk about when we're going to meet up for dinner. Sure. And then you can go. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, family family is always on, on edge because they know you're a cop and they yeah. want to be good all the yeah. time. So they, they tend to be pretty good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, and I, I know that, uh, you know, being associated with the police department now, like, 
those closest to me are very concerned about, you know, the way that they conduct themselves. And, you know, it, it's not that I'm, I'm coming in and being like, don't you get arrested today? But, you know, they, they understand just by the pure association yeah. with me that, that there's that I can never turn off being a representative of the, the police department. And if you're an officer, you can never turn it off either, even when you take yeah. off the uniform at the end of the day. So, yeah. you know, there is a lot of thought that goes into uh, and just, you know, trying to preserve that integrity of the job 24-7. Yep. Well, I agree. Well, thank you guys for stopping by. What about these weather conditions? How about how cold it is? How fun is that? <laughs> so much fun. How about, how, does, how about this, though? The canine units in this freezing weather. I mean, the dogs probably don't mind it. I mean, it's a little cold for them. Oh, it's, is it's, there extra precautions that you have to take? You know, uh, when it comes to the dogs in this kind of weather, we really try to keep them indoors as best yep. we can, keep good care of them, watching their feet and their paws. Uh, we have booties that sometimes we use on the dogs and we train the dogs to, to wear them. But uh, for the most part, we just treat them the same way we would for anybody being out in these cold conditions. Nice. That's good. No, I always, I always tell people that, you know, few other people are in as in tune with the weather as police officers because they've got to operate indoors. They've got to operate outdoors. There's a lot of circumstances where you never know how long you're going to have to be outdoors for a yeah. single time. So... Officers get really good really quick at, at uh, preparing for the cold. Yeah, like a survival kit in your car. Mm-hmm. I mean, I suppose because you could be, you go to a, a situation like uh, the shooting at Teddy's. Well, you might be inside all night, mm-hmm. but if you're dressed to be outside, you're sweating and yeah. you're dying inside. Or, yeah. or you might uh, you might have to uh, protect the exterior, too, so you might yep. be outside for hours at a time. waiting outside. Yeah. 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 So, so you, you got to learn how to layer up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And deal with it. Well, cool. Well, thank you guys for stopping by. Stay safe. Hope to talk with you guys again. Come in any time. Absolutely. I'd love to say your name, but there's no way I can say it as cool as you do. <laughs> so, well, thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Thank Appreciate you it. Citizens Arrest is hosted by Amy Rose, Brandon Jones, Brendan Medina, and Lieutenant Mosier. Produced by Mark Houston. Engineered by Chris Jacquez. Audio and video mastered by Russ Haddon. If you liked what you heard, please rate it five stars and leave a comment. Affirmative.